Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as Derek puts in our little sound tag, it says, hold on to your butts because we got another one here for you today. Now, the individual that I have sitting across from me right now, I mean, listen, line up the best human beings that you know, Mother Teresa. What? Mother uh, Teresa? Gandhi, even though there's some, con- there's, there's some controversy, Mother Teresa, controversy about, cut a goat? about Gandhi's uh, racist comments, but uh, we don't have to worry about that with the guy that's standing across from me. Who else? Bill Gates for giving us the vaccine that's putting a chip in us where the government can, can track my calories and uh everything that i bill y'all know i don't gates. believe that just let y'all bill know. gates uh, that brother is <laughs> he is literally the manifestation of the antichrist no, for that's a lot, a of, lot people, of people bro. a lot of people just think that bill antichrist gates, has and that man bill gates bill is gates. at the house typing on his microsoft computer like what they said fb for <laughs> <laughs> all these cats over here typing up articles about bill gates being the antichrist on microsoft word that is so <laughs> weird that is so strange. Well, this cats, man's I, I don't know if cats understand that. Hey, if he was Antichrist, he should be censoring all these <laughs> YouTube videos, all these random posts on QAnon and the truth revealed. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh huh. He uh, should be saying, This is uh, my internet. Uh, I'm not uh, sitting uh, back while they're telling my whole plan. I'm drinking babies' adrenochrome and sending vaccines to manipulate the weather. What are these folks do? No, that's not going for. Take that off. This man said vaccines to manipulate the weather. <laughs> you take a vaccine, and all of a sudden you storm from X Men. Um, <laughs> Brown here trying to unite the world so we can have one currency, and, and, and they over here telling all our secrets. This whole Instagram what account. Would that be like the world, the world just having one currency and everybody just getting along for a new world order. I mean, Brother. Vladimir Putin just loving the American president. American president. Well, I mean, if it's Trump, I guess. But whoa, I'm just saying. Man, I mean, that is that's a, that's a bold statement about I mean, our future he, president. He is the future president. <laughs> but he did say that he said Putin was a great leader, even though he's murdered people. I just, yes, and is an enemy of the United States of America. An enemy of the United States of America, and yeah. it was very just uh, looked like he was giddy to see them at that at that summit. Yeah. But the person across from me is not nothing like Vladimir Putin. He is actually the exact opposite. You I know? hope so. And that um, no, was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I y'all. This is just y'all got to deal with our intros. This is just how my it is. brain always thinks in terms of what somebody's gonna say. Uh-huh. So, well, not always, but sometimes it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I just can't help but imagine. Just gotta say it. Somebody said in the audience, like, "Yeah, you're right. He's nothing like Vladimir Putin. He's weak. Does he walk around the uh, shirtless? Does he does, does, does he, he ride a horse, horse bareback with bareback? no shirt? You know what I'm saying? Walking does, through the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Does he do Brazilian jiu-jitsu when he does an arm bar and the uh, people flip uh, themselves over <laughs> for him? Like, like Steven like Seagal. <laughs> so, was, so Putin was like doing karate with folks, and yeah, he would Putin doing karate with folks, and he's winning every time. <laughs> how is he? Yeah. This, how is he this good? Man, that's because y'all don't want to be poisoned. That's why oh you put on your gi to go to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and all of a sudden you're dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. We got on the whole rabbit, a trails, whole rabbit trail ministries, but I'm saying that this person across from me, I mean, line up the people: Mother Teresa, uh, no, uh, not Mother uh, Teresa, uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Steven Spielberg. Put Steven Spielberg in there. I Cat mean, Williams. This Cap- um. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. 
our producer says Steven Spielberg is a good one because he's the Spielberg of Christian. Please Christian, stop it. Christian. No, that's Jackie Hill Perry. Oh, that's true. She's Sorry. the Steven Spielberg. Jackie Hill Perry is the Steven Spielberg. She, she is. She's the prototype, bro. Listen, ja- Jackie Hill is. First of all. <laughs> I don't know how someone could be so profound. Every video that she puts up giving us advice on Christianity, I'm like going to my prayer closet and to repent. That's because the Holy Spirit is telling her. The I Holy mean, Spirit is if the downloading Holy these messages. Could feel me like it feels Jackie O'Perry. I would have 18. I books. tell you what, you wouldn't be here right I, now. You'd be on 30 minutes with like the Perry. He's not here. That's what you'd be doing. You'd be doing 30 <laughs> minutes with the Perry. You wouldn't be on Southside Rabbi. Shout out to Jackie, man. We love her. And Preston. Uh, Preston. And Preston. Uh, Preston, first of all, Preston is, is, is equally all, dangerous. Hold on. And you, you want to talk about profound? You want to talk about apologetics? And he's got a new book coming out that is, is excellent. It uh, is. I don't know if I can say the name of it yes. yet. But uh, he, in fact, uh, his publicist, who was my publicist, hit up. just hit us up about it him said coming he wants on. To come so. on podcast. And I told her, absolutely. Come on, man. In all caps. I was like, come are on, you serious? Kid. Come on, kids. But all I'm saying is that uh, the guy across from me, I mean, genius. What, what do you want to do? MacArthur Genius Award. They need to give it to Stop him. Stop it. Gra- graduated high school, graduated college and high school at the same time. And I'm not joking about that. He did. Um, also, that was affirmative uh, action. <laughs> that was DEI. They just passed you through. Yeah, that's right. They didn't come All to me. They didn't, they, they didn't pass me My through. GPA. I showed up there and said, can I go to college when I was in high school? And they was like, said, can no. pigs fly? <laughs> and I was like, Sometimes <laughs> it depends. And, yeah, uh, it, de- it depends. But I mean, the guy sitting across from me, one of the smartest individuals I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. Great thinker when it comes to uh, everything, and wow. um, uh, theologically astute. Um, so I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm uh, historically you. adept. Let me let me stop and, you right uh, there. Wrote a book. Hold that on. Normally first of all, works. Uh, Dangerous Jesus. If y'all don't know, is a bestseller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he wrote it in like a month. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles bestseller list. It doesn't matter. You feel me? He wrote it in like a month. Three months. And so it's on a Tyler Perry's bestseller list, but... <laughs> we're just joking. Next um, to the Chronicles of Slip Malt Liquor. <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. I'm just, I actually like Tyler Perry. No, Tyler Perry, yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah, Tyler yeah, Perry yeah. is doing some work out here, man. All right. I just want to introduce us. y'all to my boy, Kevin Elijah, Smooth and Groove Burgess. Shoot the illusion for real. Don't leave your Bible around him because if you do, he is going to open it to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and he's going to implant love into your cerebellum oh, wow. and that's going to leak into your cerebral cortex, which then will leak into your heart and find its way to your feet, which means you will be loving your neighbors as you Woo! are to love yourself. That was amazing. Did y'all just was that so, recorded? So I'm please tell saying. me that that was captured, bro. Because I'm pretty sure it's just me harnessing a little bit of your no, genius. No, brother, something spiritual just happened right now. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like those aliens in Miami. Oh, that somehow no. no camera, no radar, no sonar. The aliens in Miami were walking captured. through the mall trying to get a Vizu jeans and myriad shirts and some black Air Force and, Ones and take the bugs back to Mars. And for those that know what we're talking about, uh, a few weeks ago there was these mass reports of Alien uh, aliens inside the mall, inside the mall shopping, and they weren't walking. They weren't like walking like regular people. They were humanoid. They were seventy-eight feet, but they were like disappearing and reappearing as walking. And so they were like interdimensional giants, intergalactic, that were interested in Victoria's Secret. And, it's wild. And one dude said their eyelids blank this way, and their eyelids—is that right, or is it horizontal? But there's one issue. Even though there were thousands of people involved uh-huh. and millions. Of gigabytes of data. I mean, from cameras, cameras capturing these moments. Phones. Not a single one of them. Yeah, they didn't see it. They and didn't capture. And, and everybody said that the aliens were blocking their signal. 
yes. phones were not working when they were trying to record. That's right. Cameras shut down. They were right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Call yeah. Scully and Mulder for X-Files because this sounds like a heap of crap. Now, it could be that. It could be that these interdimensional demon aliens <laughs> who at 7 o'clock on a Friday evening got interested in going to designer's closet or Louis Vuitton or whatever. I, I'm not sure why they were there. Maybe they had a, it was a gift that they were trying to get for right. another, another and, alien out in Adamatra. Right, okay? right. Uh-huh. Um, Gorgazan. And Gorgazan. Maybe that was the case. And their interdimensional technology stopped the cameras. Uh-huh. And everybody who saw its testimony to be inconsistent, maybe they chaotically uh-huh. controlled the situation. Uh-huh. But they didn't say anything about the, the those who did see it. They still had their witness. They were able to say what they saw. But all the camera stuff just didn't. Yeah, just didn't maybe work. that happened. Or <laughs> none of that happened. None of that happened. And, and it actually just lying. was some police officers responding to some people acting criminally. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Whichever one, I, I, it's up for the people to decide which one sounds more plausible. But I'll tell you one thing, and it's the same thing that I said in our conspiracy theory episode a long time ago. If those aliens came here and I saw them, they're going to need to bend their little green knee to the floor and worship Jesus as the savior of the world. Yes. Their world included. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not just the savior of Earth, but of the cosmos. Of the cosmos. Well, you said if they, if the aliens show up if in mass. aliens show up in mass. And they got little green bodies. The gospel will be preached to them and they need to repent or they will face the judgment like everyone else. That's what I would tell them. Do y'all think y'all are special? Do y'all think y'all are outside the controlling the, the, reign the, of, the of the Lord Jesus Christ? Y'all think y'all are going to stand before him and go, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, and, and Jesus is just going to let y'all in? Say, well, I guess you're God now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you, you, so I, all I'm saying is that you are going to have to give an account for every idle beat that you've given. <laughs> that's all that's what I'm saying. And it points, it is appointed to every man to die and after and that, after the, that judgment. the judgment. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the Terminator Judgment Day or... Independence Day, I'm talking about. You the said that you would, you would tell that alien to bend his little knee, said that little his little green knee to the sovereignty of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care where you're from. I don't care you could be disappearing, reappearing. You could be kidnapping people and probing them. I don't care how you do it, where you're at, where you're from. Christ is God. You can show up in the Radio Shack. You can show up in the Home Depot. You can show up at my house. You can show up Area 51. Area 813. Area 727. Miami. 514-504-904, whatever area or area code, God Christ is God. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm telling these, these intergalactic beings. Your arms ain't long enough to slap box with God, bro. Uh, oh, oh, oh. No, yeah, no. All right. Everybody. So, right. <laughs> what, so <laughs> slapping everybody. God is slapping everybody. This episode of Southside Rabbi is brought to you by 10 by 10 10 by 10 is a collective of over 100 partners and organizations creating resources and bringing leaders together on a mission to make faith matter more. Studies show that more and more young people are leaving the faith, but with God's help, we are facing this challenge head on. Join 10 by 10 in revolutionizing the future of youth discipleship. Visit 10by10.org and find out how you can be a part of this movement to impact 10 million young lives for Jesus. That's T-E-N-X-1-0 dot 
org. We want to just talk about ministry in general, but when we're talking about ministry, we're talking about ministry as life. Sure, right? sure, sure. Um, a lot of people, when they think about ministry, they're thinking about like ministerial positions in the church or some kind of ministerial action like preaching or sure. or or maybe you're running a Bible study or a small group. Sure. But the Bible makes it very clear that for us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, our whole life is ministry. Yes. Right? We are presenting ourselves to the Lord Jesus as a living sacrifice. Right. Our life is a living sacrifice to right. the Lord Jesus. Right. And, and, and all of our life is ministry. And so I was thinking the other day about how we utilize the spaces that we are in every day yes. as ministry opportunities. Yes, yes, you know yes, what yes. I mean? Uh-huh. And, and I'm thinking about some of our listeners that are thinking, well, you know, I'm not a pastor or I'm not a theologian. I'm not going to Bible college or I haven't gone to Bible college or um, I'm not on staff at my church sure, or I'm sure. not leading anything at my church. Right. That does not mean that you're not doing ministry. That's right. Right. And there are so many ways in which you can minister where you're at on the job or on the basketball court. Yep. Or, you know, we have a friend named Jax who trains elite basketball players. He's trained some pretty big NBA players and yep. he gets to minister to them just training them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. He's not yep. a pastor. He's not. A, he doesn't have to be. That's right. Right. And when I think about how we do ministry in our everyday life, I think about my own story of coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, because yeah. my story, as some of you who've heard the podcast know, is that I heard the gospel preached to me from KB while we were working at a grocery store in high school. But but peep the fact that KB was a regular high school student working at a grocery store like I was, and he preached the gospel to me. Mm. And literally, I'm here today, right now on this podcast, because of him using his everyday life as a ministry opportunity. I didn't hear the gospel from him at a church. I didn't hear it at a church event, a ministry event. Um, He wasn't on a corner with a uh, megaphone and a sign saying you're going to hell if you don't repent. There's nothing wrong with cats open air preaching. Uh, Go and do that. But um, I'm saying that KB used the areas in which God had placed him in, which at that time was in his job as a teenager, to then reach me with the gospel and you can do the same. I don't know, I wanted you to talk a little bit more about that too, but just thinking about creative ways in which we can be witnesses to the grace that the Lord Jesus Christ has brought forth in our life and in the life of others by where he places us in our everyday lives. Yes, yes. Whether that's work, school, absolutely, family event, whatever it may be. Yeah, not I underscore what means he is saying that it's not a side project or mm. if you get time oh that's good outside of all your other responsibilities to actual ministry which <laughs> right. is like at church uh right then maybe you could do some jv ministry mm. uh, at your job we spend a third of our life sleeping we also spend another third of our life working, working. yes and by that metric i hope i'm not stretching the text when i say that a third of your judgment before god will be around what you did at work. Yes. I don't think you're stretching it, brother. I, I, don't, I, I hope I'm not stretching it. Because how, I I mean, how, 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 how could it be? Anything how else? you carry yourself in your workplace mm-hmm. is primarily the mission field of your life. You Dang. spend the least amount of time at the actual ministry places. Unless, of, of course, you're on staff. Uh, on staff somewhere <laughs> or you went on a mission trip. When I say actual ministry places, I don't mean that literally. Right. I mean that as a category of the thing that we all agree that this is sacred because mm-hmm. it's church infused. Right. Uh, that's not largely where you are mm-hmm. incarnationally living out your Christianity. True. That's not where your Christianity is most visible and seen right. is the, the two hours you spend at church on Sunday mm-hmm. or even the hour that you spend at church uh, at Bible study or hour and a half or whatever it may right. be. Right. The majority of our life is lived out there. Mm-hmm. So one of the 
the things that I would challenge if I could be so bold, and uh, I say this with my hat in hand, mm-hmm. that I would challenge communities of faith to think about is the ways in which the gathering of the saints is actually distracting them from the mission field as opposed to empowering them to engage with the mission field. Mm -hmm. I say that because if you've moved into a new space and house or apartment or or office or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you start off with really big dreams of what you want to see happen here. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want a theater room. I want to have an outside kitchen. I want to have a waterfall here. I'm going to take these rocks right here and I'm going to move them around the back so we can have stepping. You can have all these ideas. Right. And then once you start executing these ideas, two things come to mind. Mm-hmm. Number one, this mug is very expensive. Actually, three things. Very expensive. <laughs> so, so this is, if I keep... I will have no more money trying to build out every project that I want. So let me uh, come up with a schedule for this. We'll do one thing this year, two things next year. It's very expensive. The other thing is extremely time consuming, bro. For you to have all these people coming through, building certain different things and, and assembling furniture and working through Ikea screws. It's very much time consuming. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is it's a lot of maintenance. Mm. The, the more stuff that you have operating at your house, the more cost, the number one thing, but also it's going to take more attention, the second thing, more attention from you as well because I have to constantly use my time to make sure this stuff is still working or not eroding or being replaced. It's a very, very consuming reality to continue to work on the house. At some point, you either, and this is what I see some retired folks do. Um, you give yourself, your whole job is keeping that house together from the grass and, and making sure the leaks are mm-hmm. patched and all, because it really is a full-time job, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have, you know, if, you, if you're living in a rather large house mm-hmm. and you're cleaning it and stuff like that, the floors alone, I live with my father-in-law, we, we lived with them for the last three or four months. I mean, they would, they would have cleaning days every week and those would be all day. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that'd be, it'd be like an eight-hour thing. Especially you start, now we're going to loop in, we're going to get the, the outside kitchen clean, which if you know, I don't have outside kitchen, but if you do have outside kitchen, you know those things get filthy very, very quick. because yeah, the, condition, the weather That's conditions right. outside. At some point, we have to transition from building this house to actually living in it. And I would hope if you share my conviction around our need to serve with the things that we have. Right. Uh, enjoy living in it. And then also... Make it a service to other people. Right. At some point, we got to transition from decorating, 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 decorating the service to living and serving. Living and service, yeah. There are folks that, in their mind, they want to be that, but that's just not who they are. And you've been to their houses. It is a pristine, you know, stuff is laid out like that lady from off of Netflix with yeah, the, Marie the, Kondo. Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo has did, did this whole thing. This person probably didn't have any kids. These family don't have any kids, or their kids are grown up, and uh, and they don't know how to behave. With you and your children there, or just you there. Yep. So it, it, everywhere is like it's like a red, uh, a red button's being pressed, and the alarm is going. Oh, take your shoes off. Oh, don't touch that. Oh, get him away from that. Oh, don't go in there. Oh, it's like at some point this was not meant to, to be, be like lived this. in. It, yeah. it was meant. This is a to museum. Be a museum. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because a lot, and I get the, I get the heart. We've been working hard to keep this thing together. Right, but if, but you haven't focused much on what the functionality would be in, in terms mm. of how other people would enjoy what you enjoy it yourself. Mm. 
churches can become like that to some degree mm. where we turn so in on ourselves where we are just focusing on the projects around the church the things in the temple which is important to God. Right. I'm thinking about in the Old Testament, the temple laying in ruin was a problem yeah, for God. Right. And that was big for Nehemiah to go mm -hmm. in and rebuild this thing yes. and build it beautifully. Absolutely. There is an expression of the character of God in our concern mm -hmm. for taking care of the place that we worship. Right. Absolutely. Right. But you can turn on yourself because in distinction to perhaps the the community of faith established in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. who primarily was a people set aside and their set aside-ness was the witness to the world. We don't hear a lot about evangelism in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the New Testament Replete. is very much focused on evangelism. Replete with evangelism. Yeah, absolutely. That, mm -hmm. That's kind of what the church exists for yep. is the restoration of the image of God through trust in Jesus mm -hmm. everywhere. Right. That's what we're here for, Amen. right? And if we're not careful, we can organize a group of people that are largely serving inwardly. They are decorating inwardly. They're doing new projects inwardly. But that is so much of a consuming reality that they don't have any energy. They don't have any imagination and they have no actualization of doing that ministry outside this place. And you can begin to feel mm -hmm. because I am there when the doors open right, that I have engaged in the ministry that God would have for my life. Mm -hmm. What I am saying is that there's got to be a balance in there somewhere. Yes. That to some degree, we got to get our communities to a place where we have done, we are maintaining, but not to the point where it would so burden our community that they would not have any other space, energy, or capacity Ooh. to do ministry anywhere, anywhere else. else. And even as the leadership, Am I thinking about how I am empowering them for the somewhere else, for the everywhere else? Yes, because mm, that's a good, that's a good. One of the points that folks like to make about the Rockefellers and their mm -hmm. idea of the industrial complex of education was mm -hmm. to prepare a nation of workers, people yep. that can leave out and go work at a factory. Yes. And that's been a big pushback for yeah. the way testing. So what KB is saying is that a lot of folks are saying that the way the educational system that we have in America has been set up yes. was set up by the influence of the Rockefellers in a way to train kids to be workers in factories and not train kids to be entrepreneurs or to think for themselves. Yeah, independent thinkers for Innovative, themselves. Yeah. It's just it's just trained that the educational institutions that we have by and large are just training kids to be cogs in a machine once That's they right. get older. That's right. That's, That's right. what KB is talking right, about. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. If we're not care careful, a kind of reverse reality happens in our communities where we're not actually training them to go plug into an industry somewhere. We're just training our people to be better church members. Oh boy, I think you're stepping on some toes. I, I'm, I, I'm just saying. I think you're stepping on some toes. I'm just saying. I, I do want you to be better church members. Right, we need to I be good. I need to be a better church but member. But I think that we have yes. to recognize that the church exists as one, I'm thinking about like a, a Catholic philosopher said that we come to church we come together to be sent back out that's right that's what he said he said that's that right. the church is a place like a fuel station yes yes it's yes. like we go in you stop in a pit station they change the tires and you you go out there you race that's right it's not just a pit stop but that whole area is meant to get the car and the driver ready to go and race that's right that's and right it's not meant for you to just go there and admire the car that's right that's right say that bro it's not meant for it's everybody to stand around and say look at it's not a showroom that's, that's right that garage that they have even though it 
in the garage is crazy because the garage looks pristine. It does. And where the driver's lounge at, it's very nice. It's modern. They got TVs everywhere, Wi-Fi. It looks great, but it is not meant for people to stay in here. That's right. It is meant for y'all to come in here and get what you need to go out there and race. That's right. That's right. I told uh, brother, and that, in my estimation, yeah, is a key issue with how we do church. Yeah. I'm thinking about a Greek Orthodox brother. I can't remember um, mm -hmm. the author, but it was a book that was introduced to us by a pastor, mm -hmm. um, friend of ours years ago. The author was saying that the church exists to be a hospital for the sick, mm -hmm. where you can come and find healing and wholeness, bro. Mm -hmm. What that does not mean is that the hospital becomes mm -hmm. the place that you would call your destination. Mm. That you, you come here to get whole and healed, to go back out. That's how hospital works. That's how primary doctors work. Yeah. My primary doctor is there on call for when something is breaking down in my body that's pro prohibiting me from yeah. the mission. Yeah, your primary care doctor is there for maintenance and repair. That's right. If I could help it, I would like to not have to see you. That's right, that's except right. Except for maintenance. That's right, that's right, absolutely. <laughs> and not repair. And I would say that the church would go further than that, that they would be something uh, more than a primary doctor. Absolutely. In that it's a holistic vision of life. So more like those who would be these experts in nutrition and in therapy and, yeah. and, and also in, in resource and community and, and strengthening while you're out. Right. It's a lot more robust yes. than simply a hospital or a doctor. Way more robust. But there's yeah. still a, a working principle that the idea that our Christianity is largely formed outside the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. Our Christianity, I'm going to go so far and say this, yeah. is often, for most of the stories that I know, at least anecdotally, it is birthed outside the walls of the church. Yeah. You oftentimes find Jesus outside the church, and you're also going to be serving Jesus primarily outside of the church, yeah. which is not at all a knock on the local church. No, the local not. church is essential. Absolutely. Just like the triage yeah. of professionals right. that help us to, to overcome the obstacles that our body causes us or our environment right. causes us or, or our trauma causes us. Right. We need that to go out and thrive, but mm -hmm. do not make that the destination. Yes. In my estimation, out there, the community is to be expressing the aroma of Christ in the world. Yeah. This is Luther's insistence. Uh, Luther and Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this insistence. Who Martin Luther King Jr. was named after. Yeah, who, yeah that's right. There's <laughs> yeah, a right. Lutheran thread there. Yeah. This insistence upon what your pastor is doing can be mm -hmm. as sacred as picking up trash in the morning to the glory of God. Amen. As sacred. Yes. What your pastor does is as near to God as you going to Publix and bagging groceries, yep. putting them in a cart, as the hand and feet of God Serving to your provide neighbor. for your neighbors. Yes, yes. You are a part of this. Yes. That you are a part of this grand stage of God's glory where everybody is playing a role, but the director gets the credit, not the guy who had the lead role. Woo! That's good. The director, this is the, the, the producer, the executive, the, the, the production house. That's who we're looking at. It's Marvel. Yeah, it's Marvel. You know mm -hmm, what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. DC. Yeah. That's yeah. who's getting the credit. Right. 
but we all play important roles from makeup to hair to stage design to costume design to lead roles, supporting roles. Mm. We are playing a, a, a powerful kind of position. In God's production. In God's production. Yeah, yeah. I think that Calvin even had a phrase for this kind of talk, this kind of theater of God's glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And that gives tremendous value no matter where you are. Right. And I think that it also gives tremendous opportunity for the grace of God to break through no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Oz Guinness said that the problem with Western Christians is not that they aren't where they should be, but they aren't what they should be where they are. Ooh. Right? Yep. Now that man, I've just got I, I haven't found the right place. Mm-hmm. I haven't found the right ministry. I haven't mm-hmm. found the right uh, program to plug right, in. Right. That's not primarily the issue. Right. The issue is not that they aren't where they should be, but that they aren't what they should be where, where they, they already are. are. And I would say that, that what I would love to see churches do, pastors do, leaders do, mm-hmm. to craft their community, to craft their essential gatherings of worship and program mm-hmm. for our good, to enable people to be what they should be where they already yes. are. Not to displace them. Right. From where they are. Where they are. So that they can be more with us. Mm-hmm. It, it, to be the kind of flame fanning, empowering, animating, healing presence in the life of our people. Mm-hmm. Through their spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. Through their sitting under the word of God. Breaking bread with other believers. And being called to repentance regularly, mm-hmm. right? To be that for our people, for the purpose right. of the witness of the kingdom where they are. That is a missional force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A missional emphasis. And also, we'll see some missional productivity. All right, before we go any further, we got a question. Okay. Are you ready to reshape the future of youth discipleship? Talk to him, man. This episode of Southside Rabbi is brought to you by 10 by 10, which is a collective on mission, bringing together diverse voices from across the globe. They are changing the conversation, creating resources and gathering leaders to ensure the youth experience the abundant life that Jesus offers. Mm. With much gratitude for the support of over 100 organizations, including different denominations, networks and parachurch and research organizations, 10 by 10 is on a mission to make faith in Jesus matter more to the next generations. Mm. Young people are leaving the faith at an alarming rate, but we're not dwelling on the staggering numbers. Instead, we're prayerfully facing the issue head on, partnering with church leaders and others to raise awareness. Visit 10by10.org to discover who is on mission alongside 10 by 10 and how you can partner with this collective effort. Now is the time to come together to reach the next generation and beyond with the truth of Jesus. We invite all of our listeners to join us on this incredible journey, ensuring we amplify our actions, which speak much louder than words. Help us make faith matter more to 10 million young people over the next 10 years. Together, let's bring hope and transformation. Find out more at 10by10.org. That's T-E-N-X-1-0.org. Yeah, I think that you're talking about the church being a place of cinders. Yeah, yeah. And not just a place of like, we're keeping people here. Right, 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 right. right, right. We're, we're coming here to get sent out into the world. It, it makes me think about my favorite book in the Bible is the book of Acts, because yeah. in the book of Acts, we get to see the beginning of the church being built. 
And one of the things that we see in the book of Acts is the emphasis on evangelism, of course, because the church is being built. I can hear people already saying, well, of course, because the church is being built. But what you do see in the Bible in general, especially in the New Testament, we love to focus on the disciples right? Um, and the characters. Yep. But what we don't think about in the book of Acts is the thousands of people that come to know Jesus that also become disciples mm. that don't have, you know, letters sure, that they're sure. writing and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Why? Yeah, yeah. Because the majority of them are living their regular, everyday pedestrian life that's right, brother. as Christians. That's right, that's right. And I think that we get so caught up on the characters of the New Testament that we feel like we have to be like the characters of the New Testament in the sense that we are doing this ministry-related thing full-time or whatever the case may be. Not right, even right, just right. full-time, but right. that we're not thinking about the regular ways in which we are living our Christianity out, bearing witness, and then fulfilling the Great Commission in the regular pedestrian nature of our everyday and sometimes mundane life. Sir, brother. That is the majority of the disciples that are actually being made in the New Testament. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's the majority of people that you are going to see in heaven. Yes. The majority of people that you're going to see in heaven are not pastors that's and right. theologians. That's right, that's right. They're the people that were living out their faith in their everyday life, but yeah. they were living missionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people that were talking to people at their job about God. Yes. Talking to people at their gym about God. That's right. Inviting people, you know, maybe to a ministry event that they that was going on, or yeah. maybe inviting them to the house for dinner. Yes. You know Just what I mean? Going praying with during them, break. going out to eat with them. Yeah, 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 praying with them during break. Not trying to use myself as, as an example, but this is to talk about what God has done. Yep. There was a place that me and uh, a couple believers that were actually in my church were working at when we were young, college age. And uh, there's a dude there named Andy, and if Andy ever saw her, just shout out to you, Andy. I love you, man. Miss you. Uh, a dude named Andy that I became friends with that was an atheist. Yeah, he just didn't believe in God at all. Yep. And a uh, white dude loved rock and roll. I grew up on hip hop, but I also uh, listened to rock and roll. It was like really an eyeball as a kid living in the hood because I listened to everything. Yeah. And he was very surprised that I knew some of these songs and we yeah. built a relationship. And uh, me, him, and some other believers that worked there built a relationship with him. And I remember me and one sister got together and we bought him a Bible. Mm. And she got she went and got his name engraved on it. And we it. gave it to him at work because we had been ta- having all of these spiritual conversations with him about about Christianity. And he was so excited to get his Bible and all yeah. of that. And then lo and behold, you know, we all moved on to other jobs and stuff like that. But about two years later, yeah. he hit me up and was like, hey, I want to come to your church on Sunday morning. I gave him the address and he showed up to wow, Living Faith. Wow, bro. And uh, he was there and I, I introduced him to some friends and uh, we were talking and I don't know where he's at now, but think about the trajectory of what happened from me meeting this dude as an atheist yes. to him saying, I want to come to church and he came. Yeah, bro. You know, powerful, that happened bro. because of conversations that we had with him Absolutely. at work. Yes, 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 yes. That was literally all the conversations we had with him yeah, was, yeah, was yeah, at for work. Sure, for sure. You know what I mean? And, and and me and KB have experienced some similar stuff at the gym that we trained in. Absolutely. At, that we train in. We yep. have a, a boxing coach. Shout out to our homie Gary, who is a believer, loves Jesus. He was our mentor when we were younger. Yep. And he's still now excellent bo- boxing coach, coaching elite fighters. Yep. And he has been able to to witness and be a salt and light in his gym with the fighters that he trains. Yep. And, and we've you know, been in positions where fighters have, you know, asked for prayer that's right, during, that's right. during boxing, uh-huh. you know. Trusted Jesus. Trusted, yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. I, and that's just from the stuff that we've done at boxing. That's not Southside Rabbi. That's right. not, you know, some stuff at church. That's the other stuff. That's right. the regular pedestrian, right. everyday right. life stuff. Yes. I, I, I met a guy at my, at my gym in Crunch who was a boxer, and he just sent me a videotape of him last week getting baptized. Yeah, I love that. You know that. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young yeah. boy. I love that. So, what I'm saying is, that's not to say 
you know, oh, look at what was happening. This is, this is, I mean, it's not us. It's what God has done. Yeah. But it's to say that where God is moving and where he is intending to move, I would say the most, if I could be so bold to say that, yeah. is in the world. And it, it's that you in live in. It's where you're at world. the most. Yes, where you're at the most. Yeah. Where we as Christians are at the most. Yep. And it's not just, it is there, but it's not just and only. And I would even say mainly in the four walls of the church. Sure, sure. We exist there as a community, as a believer, so that we can be sent out That's right. to reach others. And That's so right. that we can bear witness to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with our words, with our actions, with our deeds, right. and our regular everyday pedestrian life right and that's what i want to you know we want to encourage our listeners with like don't feel like because you are not leading a bible study at your church or a small group or you're not a pastor you're not the or you're gonna go to bible college whatever that god cannot use you bro yes. you have to be kidding me yes or that no. your ministry that you are doing is, is invalid is invalid yeah. right because you may be trying to reach people a bunch of other different ways maybe you're teaching a painting class there's so many other different ways in which you can reach folks and we want to encourage you in that that god is using those things i am a product of that i'm a product of hearing the gospel at my workplace from a person that saw himself on mission wherever he was at I love and it. i'm here now because of that. it and so just be encouraged that god is out there working with you go ahead Kay. i love it and, I, and I'll, I'll end with this two quick points number one it is important to remember that jesus perfectly god perfectly man yeah yeah, yeah. um lived 30 years as a regular person. Yep. For the majority of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. As a carpenter. <laughs> right. A very regular job. Right, right. Um, and that was the theater of his righteousness. The things that he learned, the scripture says that he learned obedience to the things that he suffered. Yes. His sufferings, his challenges, his traumas. Good. Uh, all took place in the context of him working a job. Good, KP. You feel me? Working a hard labor, manual That's labor right. job, there too. There was only three years of what we would categorize as, as ministry. ministry. Right. But the truth of the matter is it was actually 33 years of ministry. Woo! It was. We don't hear it like that, though. Nah, cuz. And the second point I was going to make, just let me just get to it so we can close this mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus says in Matthew 7 that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. All right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't get clearer than that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to know his name. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, Ooh, and, and, and some theologians would, would, would say that Lord, Lord signifies a intimacy. My name is Roberto, but, I, but I, my friends call me Rob. Right? right? So right. Lord, Lord is Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. A, I'm aware of your people and how you talk and what you like. Mm -hmm. But just because you know me by my nickname, Jesus says, Ooh. does not mean that you get to enter the kingdom of heaven. But only... Those who do the will of my Father. And let me pause right there and say, the doing of the will of the Father is fractional in your church attendance. Oh, my gosh. The say church attendance gotta, is amazing yeah, say that again. and important. Go to church. Oh, I love the local church. Amen. And I'm working on loving her better. Yes. And all y'all should be in a local church. That's right. But I can't capture my spirituality. For two hours on Sunday morning. Man, we are not I, meant to be a church mouse at a church house, bro. Uh, All the days of our life. Oh, boy. Yeah. The doing of the will of the Father includes my going to church. It includes it. Yep. That's not the But main. it isn't summed up. Yeah. Right? It's not summed up there. What I am saying is the will of the Father will mostly be done uh -huh. 
in your regular life yeah. and how you respond to your children and your spouse at home and to your mother or your father, how it is that you project yourself at work, the, the kind of things you care about, mm -hmm. the way you act with your neighbors, the, mm -hmm. the ways in which you handle your finances, mm -hmm. the ways in which you are attempting to share the gospel or be a light at Starbucks or Home Depot mm -hmm. or wherever it is that you are, serving people with your attitude, that you have the kind of attitude in traffic that you have on Sunday morning yeah. when sister such and such greets you. Yeah. Doing the will of the Father is largely happening out there. And I say that to not, again, dunk on the local church, but to say that there is tremendous power you are on holy ground at work. Mm -hmm. You are on holy ground when you're meeting with believers at your house, when y'all go out for a movie. All things for his glory, bro. Amen. Season it all. Whether I eat, sleep, or drink. Whether I eat, sleep, or drink to the kingdom of God, bro. Yeah. To the glory of God. The will of the Father. Verse 22 says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Mm. Don't miss verse 22's emphasis. Yeah. Ain't nobody prophesying at work. Nope. Ain't nobody casting out demons. At work. You ain't standing up at T-Mobile like... Hey, brother, I know that we over here by this new iPhone 15 Pro Max. That's but I gotta right. Get this that's, demon right. Up out you. that's right. <laughs> get the demon up out you. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, Jesus' concern, at least in this passage, uh -huh. is for those who would think because they were doing quote unquote ministries, they were good with God. Woo! That's what my Bible says. Woo! I was doing the ministry stuff in your name. You should let me in, which also unveils the temptation mm -hmm. to think that you have an argument with God in his heaven based off of what you did in ministry. For God, right. That's right. right. Because that idea that because I'm doing explicitly official ministry things yeah. that I have nearness to God is not in the Bible. It's not there. I know we think that about our spiritual actually, leaders. the Bible says the exact opposite a lot. Yes, we think because... They're that guy that it also has a direct correlation to how God feels about them in heaven. Yeah. That, yeah. There is a sacredness to the teacher and the pastor. Absolutely. There is greater responsibility. Amen. There is a uniqueness to what they bring to us, and we need to protect them. Amen. But they have not circled spirituality. Yeah. And then gathered it for themselves and spread it out to you as you come mm. to church on Sunday or whenever it is that you might go to church. That's mm. not how it works. Mm. God's idea for the bride of Christ, the people that he is forming, that he is marking with his own name, is that we would all intimately walk humbly with our God, loving mercy and doing justice Amen. as a community. Yeah, That's what God is calling us to. And our churches, in my estimation, call to empower that work right and it's important that they do amen amen my name is k to the second letter this is i mean the dream this has been Southside rabbi we out peace